This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, Clock Dodgers? It is Eclipse Monday. Well, I'm recording this on Eclipse Monday. I cannot vouch on the other end for you when you're actually listening. What I will say is hopefully if you're listening before the eclipse has happened, that you've prepped your eyes properly so that you're not blind. If you're on the other end of this and you've already seen the eclipse, I'm hoping you're also not blind. I'm hoping that you did the right thing. Um, You could watch it online or something, right? Be safe about it. (laughs) Either way, it's pretty cool. These natural space and earth things that happen, I think they're really cool. Uh, Anyway, besides that, you see that you're listening to a podcast, you've seen the title, you know what's happening. This is a fantasy football episode for all all our fantasy football, crazy, addicted, diehard people out there. I have Kevin from the Fancy Authority on. Now, you know we've had Fancy Authority guys on before. We've had Elliot. We've had Ben. We've had Anthony. We've had all these guys. And the one thing about all of them is they're all really good guys, right? Well, Kevin's the same way. Kevin actually started the Fantasy Authority. So that kind of has to, you know, he has to fall in line with the trend there. A bunch of good guys, they're all doing great things and they're all good at fantasy football and they're fun to talk to. So I had Kevin on. It was a good conversation. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Before I do that, I want to mention No Halftime. That's right. The Clock Dodger sponsor, No Halftime, the daily fantasy sports app that I love the most. I personally enjoy the hell out of this app. I cannot explain to you that it's like old fashioned shit talking football with the new technology spin to it where you can challenge your friends, your employee, your fellow employees, your family, um, people you don't even like, people you don't even know. And you can bet five, ten, a hundred dollars. You can even play for free. Um, but I like it because it squashes those beefs that you have, right? Like I like Marshawn Lynch, you like Melvin Gordon, put five dollars on the line and let the app do the rest. And then I come out a winner, I get money on my end and we're good to go. It's so fun. You're not going against hundreds of thousands of people. You're not going against people who are, you know, trying to do it, make this for a, their living and they're crushing you with analytics and metrics and this and that. Well, they might be. I don't know. I haven't run into them yet. But it's fun because, you know, you just get that one-on-one matchup. You know, there's not all these things that you need to happen. There's not all these, you know, these things that, that have to fall into place for you to win. So it's super fun. And like I said, it's got that old school feel to it with the new technology twist. Super easy to use. Super great people behind it. And I always have a little gift for my for my clock dodgers out there. Anytime I have a sponsor on the show, you guys know it's something I love. It's something I enjoy. It's something I believe in, whatever the case may be. But I have to get a gift for you guys. I always have to have something um, from, from the sponsor that I feel like, hey, g- give my clock dodgers something. Show us some love, right? So they got me a promo code, C-L-O-C-K, clock, promo code clock when you sign up and you'll get $10 instantly, instantly. Now you have to wait in over 10 years time, $10 will go into the account. Um, You don't have to spend a million dollars and then you'll get 10. This is $10 instantly for you guys to enjoy on the app, uh, to figure out how to use it, how to have fun with it, who, you know, to to, to spend and play against some of your, your friends or whatnot. If you already have the app, there's no reason for you not to tell other people about it. Tell other people that you can play against friends, family, who, why why would they not deserve to play no halftime, right? Why should you be the only person who gets $10? Why should you be the only person who gets to bet? 
every single day and have all these fun DFS games and football, baseball, all kinds of stuff, basketball. But right now it's football. That's the big thing, right? So you can get this on your iPhone, your Android. You can actually play it at the computer, I believe now. Um, so just, just no halftime, guys. You know the deal. No halftime.com. No halftime on your uh, app store. Go on there and get it. If you have any questions or anything, just hit me up. I'm more than happy to help. They're more than happy to help. But use the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K. Spread the word. Spread the word. Let's get everybody involved. Last year was amazing. It was so fun. It was so much fun last year. I would hate for new people to not get involved. So if you're listening to the podcast now and you're not, you're like, what the hell is no halftime? Just download the app, use the promo code CLOCK, get $10 and let's have some fun. It's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's such a great deal. So do that. Shout out to Official Fantasy Rings as well for sponsoring our league, which is on SleeperBot. Shout out to everybody who's in the league. It was a lot of fun drafting with you guys. Um, I also did a draft with a bunch of guys on SleeperBot um, as well, just uh, a mock draft, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I can go over some more of the details later, but that was a lot of fun. SleeperBot is a great place to draft, guys. I'm just letting you know that now. If you haven't used it, they have leagues on there now where you can actually draft and run your league on the app. Um which is, is fantastic. So shout out to them for sure on that. I don't want to hold you guys up anymore from getting to the episode. So let's go ahead and do that. Again, my guest today is Kevin from the Fantasy Authority, and I'll see you guys on the other end later. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot cope with them. Can't do it. You play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Back in the spot, I got my boy Kevin with me from Fantasy Authority. Now, you know, we're cool until the Raiders and Chiefs play, then we become enemies, and as soon as the Raiders win, you know, we're cool again. You're a little upset, but we're cool again. How's life been treating you, Kevin? It's been going great. I don't know what you're talking about with all that. I don't think the Raiders have beat the Chiefs in, I mean, at least two or three years. I mean, we swept you. We swept the entire division last year. So I don't know what you're talking about with that. But, you know, it's great to be here. I really appreciate uh, having me on. No, of course, man. You know, I had I had to start there, but I do got the uh, Himalayan salt lamb going over here, man, to keep my chief hate, you know, low, you know, out of respect for you, man. So I won't we won't we won't go too hard on those today. Um, but I do appreciate you coming on. It's been a while. We've been talking about it for a while, but I'm, I'm glad you're here because, you know, it's, it's necessary to have you on here, man. We got a lot to talk about. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about you, Fantasy Authority, and then kind of progress into, you know, actual football and stuff. That's cool with you. Sounds great to me. All right, perfect. So so for those who don't know, I mean, obviously they see your name on, on, the, uh, on the podcast here when they're listening, so they got an idea, but... You you are you know the creator of Fantasy Authority. You are a co-host of the Fantasy Authority podcast. You got the new podcast going, uh, Degeneration Podcast. I always mess up the name of that. I don't know if I say that clear, clearly right. But um, what, when when did all this start though? You got a lot of stuff going on. But when when did Fantasy Authority in itself start, and why? Uh, that's a good question. So it all really started. So when I, I was actually in the Navy and I got out of the Navy and I started, uh, I've always been like a huge sports fan. And so doing that, I, when, when I got out, um, I started playing fantasy football even more. I mean, I played prior to being in the Navy and I played some while I was in the Navy, but when I got out, you know, uh, so for a few friends of mine sort of like 
nudged me and told me, you know, maybe I should create like a Twitter account and like, you know, see what's out there and maybe see if I could write somewhere. And so I did actually, I created a, a Twitter account, obviously back in 2013, hence the fantasy third, uh, fantasy rat 13 part of it. <laughs> and, um, I actually started writing for a different site, which isn't around anymore. It was called Roto Edge Sports. And I wrote for them for two seasons. And there for a while, especially the second season, I felt like that I was actually the one carrying the site. Like I was writing all the articles. I was even going through and like editing my own stuff. And like they gave me permissions to like the back end. And I just felt like I was like, man, if I'm doing all this work, why am I doing it for somebody else? I should do it for me. <laughs> right. yeah, especially for people that aren't motivated to do it. So that's what I did. And I'm not a web guy one bit. Like I have, I knew I had no idea what I was doing. I Googled the, 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 you know, the crap out of it and, and create and created the site. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was just sort of bashing my way through it. And I actually added, you know, the, the senior team, as we call them now, um, are all the guys that started the first season with us. And that's Justin McCaslin and Jen Smith, Anthony Pinzone and jeff donovan um and it was it was really sort of like bluegrass right like it was like five or six of us that really just and that's all it was the first season and we just turned out as much work as we could the passion was there we all wanted to take it to another level and this sort of has grown from there and to where we've really grown into a much bigger um site i think now we have over 30 writers and we have three different podcasts we also have the dynasty life podcast that travis and justin do it right it's been amazing so so i mean so 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 that's a lot of stuff and obviously a lot of things have changed since when you first started to where you guys are at now but um when, when it comes to you know you got a great website you got a great part you got this great podcast H- how important you know you mentioned these people that you work with how, how important are the people that you put around you when it comes to fantasy authority I think it's the most important thing, to be honest with you. Um, there's nobody, I don't care who you are in this industry. You can't do it by yourself. You have to have people that are there to help you. Um, and I, that's something I would tell anybody that, that wants to do this. Like people, I think people, they want, they start doing this stuff. They, they think that it just sounds like a lot of fun and I play fantasy football or I love the NFL or whatever the case may be, or whatever, whatever website you want to do, whether it's not football or whatever it is. Right. And I think people look at it and they're like, Oh, this this is probably easy. Right. But there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, you know, with what you do, I mean, just, just recording a podcast and editing it and like all the things that go into it is, is insane. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, but I've been so fortunate and it's so funny that you sort of asked that because like we talk about it all the time, like how everything just sort of fell into place with us. Like, like for example, like my web guy is actually Anthony and we just started talking football one day and I was, and I, I just, something inside of me just, I just told me that he was somebody that we should bring on. And I did. And I brought him on. I didn't even know he was a web guy when I did. <laughs> right. And, and each and every person we have, that's like a senior member has a skill set, whether it's marketing or whatever the case may be. And it just sort of fell into that. And I think you surround yourself with good people. And yeah, I think good things will come. I definitely agree with you. That. And, 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 you know, I've talked to you about it. I've talked to others about it, how hard it is to, to, you know, to find those good people, to keep them around. Um, and then of course, in, in a way, kind of manage, you know, personalities and make it all work. Um, when, when, you know, when we talk about, 
you know, your, your, your website and, and the podcast and stuff. And, you know, it seems like rather than focus on, you know, one niche topic or one space in fantasy like dynasty or DFS or whatever the case may be, um, you know, you guys have decided to hit all, all the different angles, um, and, and keep expanding upon that. What, what, what is the reason behind that? Cause a lot of sites are just niche and they just kind of hit one thing. And I guess it's easier for them maybe to grab people from that way. But what made you decide, you know, for what you're going to do, we're going to hit everything. Yeah, I mean, I think I would tell somebody who's actually probably wanting to start out doing this, especially if they want to create their own site, it's probably smarter to just focus on a niche. But um, for us, I think it just sort of happened um, not really out of something that was necessarily planned. But so, for example, like when we brought Travis on, Travis May, who does amazing work, he now also you know does for DLF and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he was a big Dynasty guy, and he really wanted to cover Dynasty. And at the time, we weren't covering Dynasty, but I'm like, well, if I, I'm going, I want to best utilize the assets that I have, and I don't want to make somebody like Travis. Okay, I don't want to put him into a redraft sense. Whatever his passion is, is dynasty. And Justin was the same way. He was always a dynasty guy, right? And so it sort of happened that way. And then for me personally, like I grew as you know it, when I first started doing this, like I was hardcore redraft. And then I, the more I started playing DFS, the more I really wanted to play, uh, the more I, the more it's become my main passion in, in terms of fantasy sports is DFS. And so, like, I knew I wanted to go into the DFS world. So it's hard at times to try to find people that can fit in those spaces. But at the same time, I think it allows us to be able to really branch out where we're not just focused on one thing. We're sort of a all-encompassing one-stop shop for everything that you may want. So I think in that sense that we are a little different where you don't need to go to all these other sites to get all this information. Because I think most people in fantasy, you know, I I don't think generally speaking, most people just play, you know, redraft or they just play dynasty. I think they all do. So I so I think it's a smart move for us to kind of get people crawling around the website and things like that. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, now in in regards to you know, other sites, obviously I, you know, I have tons of different people on here on the podcast from, you know, all different websites, all different podcasts. You guys have all kinds of people around. Do, do you look, you know, because we always, everyone always talks about, you know, the Twitter, the Twitter families in general, cause there's all kinds of, um, groups and families that you can kind of be a part of on Twitter. Um, and then, but just the fantasy industry in general as well, you know, everyone always talks about how, how, um, you know, how kind it is or how, um, you know, supportive it is, but at the same time, these people in, in some sense are your competition, right? Do you ever look at them as competition or do you always say, you know, just generally speaking, Hey, I'm here to support them. If they do good, I do good. Or do you ever have that competitive spirit in you? Cause I mean, we are fans of sports and everything and, and you know, competitiveness is kind of everything to that. So do you, how do you kind of separate that thing where it's, you know, they're not my competition. They're just someone doing what I'm doing and we can all make this work. It's tough because, um, I mean, I think there's certain like I think as you get on like I think each website sort of has a level, right? Right. Like, I mean, we're not on like, you know, number fire or Rotovis's level yet. Like we're not there. Right. And like we're like we're, I, I'm perfectly OK to admit that. But there are certainly other sites that are on our level that we certainly want to crush. And I know that sounds <laughs> maybe sounds bad, but like it's just a competitive person in me that who I am. And I will like I have this this undying need to be able to, to, to be able to be the best. And I didn't do this just to sort of as a fun hobby, right? right? Like I did this because I want to see the fantasy authority be the number one website that there is. I want us to be, you know, the, the Roto world or the Roto viz or, you know, whatever site you want to talk about. Right. That's what I want to be. And I think that my, but my main goal 
really here, at least with in regards to the TFA, is is bringing up the people around me. Like if I if I see people succeed, whether it be you know the guys who just started with us, or you know Travis or Ryan or whoever the case may be that we have. Like I feel like that I'm that I'm winning as well because I am building people up, and that's what I want to see more than anything. Right? Yeah, I, I definitely can, um, you know, share that that thought with you because I, I feel the same way when it comes to people who who are writing at Clock Dodgers or um, come on the podcast as guests. Um, you know, I I always like when you know someone hears them from Clock Dodgers or they they see something they wrote from Clock Dodgers and then they want to work with them. It's like something about that just feels really good. So it's kind of that weird balance where you know you want it to be all about your site, but at the same time you want to see that person kind of grow other places too. So it's a weird balance. So I just wanted to kind of ask you, cause that was a, an interesting question. Um, when, you know, when, when you work with all these people, all these different people that you've come across, whether they've come and gone, whether they've kind of stuck with you, what have you learned about, you know, people and the content they consume that you maybe didn't know when you first started? Like from the through, through the readers point. and through the podcast listeners, like have you learned anything over time that you maybe didn't know? Like, oh man, this is crazy. I'm just realizing this. Um, I mean, I think I think if I've learned anything, I think it's just how hard this is. Um, that it takes a lot of dedication, and you have to have um, people around you, and not even just people that like that write for you. Um, that, that your family and friends and kids or whatever you have. And like, you have to be able to try to balance all of this. And I think it's hard at times to do that because like you have this undying passion that you want to make this work. But at the same time, you also have other things that like real life stuff that happens, you know, whether it, I mean, it could be all sorts of number of things that you're not, you know, willing to deal with. But at the same time, you know, I think that that's probably the hardest thing that there is to do when it comes to this is like trying to deal with everybody. And, but overall, like, I think that, like I've just been so fortunate with the people that I have. So I know I've said that enough times now, but like, I just feel so lucky that I have the people that I have around me that I do because without them, there wouldn't be TFA. Right. For sure. And, and speaking on that with, with the people that you work with and people that, that come to you, what is it about somebody when they come to you and they want to write for fancy authority or they have this idea um, that they kind of want to pitch to you? It, is it just kind of, um, you know, you kind of just can tell when someone's talking to you that, you know, they're worth, you know, taking into the, the family, if you will, and kind of molding and, and kind of seeing them grow. I mean, is there something for, for a new writer or, or something like that, that, that you kind of look for? Yeah, for sure. So, um, we actually have a guy, um, named Kent and he's somebody that, that I really respect. And he actually just started with us a couple months ago and, for me, I think what matters to me the most is I think like, obviously you need to be able to write. Obviously, if you're going to be a writer, you have to at least <laughs> right. you know, know the basics, right? That's simple. <laughs> but I think what people miss out on, and I think what matters the most is you can just read the passion in the writing. Um, if it sounds like something that like I could have written up in like 30 seconds, then this probably isn't for you. Um, but, but there, there's people that, that you just read something and you just immediately be like, okay, I can tell this guy has the passion. Certainly you can help him in other ways to, to maybe bring out the best in the writing or whatever the case may be. Or, but I, I think that's one thing that I, I, it's just, I don't know. Like I've always had a very good judge of character. I've always had a very good judge of just people in general. And so I immediately, if I see something that I feel like that could help us, I immediately jump on it, whatever the, the case. Um, and just because I, I, like I, like I said, I want TFA to be the best and I will do whatever it takes to make it happen. Right. Now it's totally understandable. So 
I'm kind of I'm kind of goal obsessed. Like I, I always like to ask people about their their goals or you know what's kind of driving them. And so you know you meant you mentioned what you want fantasy authority to be like at, at the end of the day what you want it to become. And you mentioned that you know you have no issue admitting that you know you want to you know surpass or crush those around you that are in similar you know, levels of you that you want to be better than them, that this, this isn't just a hobby. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people want to ask that, they're like, oh, you know, well, I don't mind, you know, working my job and doing this. But no, you're like, no, I mean, I really want this to be it. And I'm happy that you said that because I don't know if people are afraid to admit that or, or what the case is, but a lot of people just don't say that for some reason. Um, but for you, when it comes to fantasy authority, and you mentioned all these other sites, I've talked about you know, the industry in itself kind of being um, oversaturated. There's a lot of people doing stuff, right? From at least in comparison to a few years ago, whatever the case may be. Um, what reason do you want people to come to Fantasy Authority, though? Like, what 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 do you want them to relate to it? Do, they, do you want them to say, you know, this is the best advice? This is the most entertaining place? This is just a group, group of people? Like, is there a certain vibe that you want people to get from you um, and your site that you want them to feel when they talk about you? I feel like the one thing that we have going for us that, that, you know, that I think that you will not find a more dedicated group of individuals who love this, um, that, that really, and I think it shows in our writing. I think that we try to be a little bit more at times edgier with some of the things that we do. Um, we're always coming up, trying to come up with ways to, to be better and, and to, you know, present content and different ideas and different forms. Um, I know like, I mean, these aren't groundbreaking things, but like we started doing like, um, well, we, we called them TFA throwdowns. We started, we actually started it last year in August, but we just sort of picked two players and sort of had battles it out like me on one side and another writer on the other. And a lot of people really like that stuff. It's, and we're just always trying to come up with different ideas and different ways of doing things to make, to make ourselves a little different because we're all, I mean, let's be honest, like, and I think this is the other aspect that I think is uh, funny when it comes to this. And this is the one question that I always seem to get, and I don't know if you get this, you know, as with clock dodgers, but is people always tend to ask, is it paid? And I understand <laughs> that, that yep. question. Right. But like at the same time, I'm like, I, I just don't know if people really realize that the majority of the people that do this do it for free. And, and it's just the way that it is right now. If you, I, I, but I do fully believe that if you grind it out every day and you really put your heart and soul into this, and this is something you really want, and you're willing to put in the time, that you can create a site that's profitable and that you're actually able to pay writers. Because I hate the fact that I can't pay people, right? Like I, I feel like that I'm that I feel like I'm stealing at times. Yeah, I can because, totally relate. But at the same time, like people don't realize that we're just the ones paying for all this stuff. Like I'm paying for for all of this, right? And but. So I, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here when it comes to that, but like, that's something that I always get asked all the time. Um, but what I always tell new writers whenever they come is that, that, that we are always looking to that Avenue and looking to, to, to be able to do that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a tough balance because, you know, you, you have people who say, um, never do something you're good at, like for free. That's what that's, that's like a common saying, but at the same time, it's like, you have to, pay your dues. You have to start somewhere. Um, some people of course may get lucky, but I've also heard people say that no one ever really gets lucky. Like there's always hard work behind it somewhere. I mean, you can never, no one just pops on the scene and never did anything before that. Um, so I, I totally, you know, can relate with you on that. And, um, I definitely agree with you, man, that 
even though you can't pay now or you're not paying now, that's always the goal. You know what I mean, it's never like that's not the goal. So um, I think obviously, you know, people who work with you know that and people who are aware of you guys know that. Um, I'm sure some some people probably don't have that goal. Some people don't really care. But, you know, guys like me and you, that's that's the goal. So um, I, I'm glad to hear you say that as well. So. All right. So Fancy Authority, if, if people aren't familiar with it, um, wh- where do they go? What's the websites or the podcast? How do, how do they find that stuff before we move into fancy stuff? I just want people to kind of in the moment right now know where to go and stuff for that. Yeah, of course. So we actually just redesigned the website actually two weeks ago. Um, but it's www.fantasyauthority.com. And then you, we have, like I've said, we have three podcasts that we do. One is the Fantasy Authority podcast. And then we have the Dynasty Life podcast, which is really taking off that Travis and Andrew and Justin are just crushing every day. And then we actually just launched a DFS podcast called the DFS DJ Nation podcast with Elliot Chris and Ryan Williams. So uh, we have all three of those. And then also on Sundays, uh, we do a show every Sunday morning from 1030 Central to noon called TFA Game Day, where we just sort of get everybody ready to set their lineups and everything else. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely if anyone's listening right now, if you need to stop and go to those things, find them. Um, I highly recommend it. Like everyone that you mentioned, every everyone's a good person. There's no like, you know, arrogant people in the bunch or, you know, some guy's an asshole. So um, definitely go check those out, you know, in the moment right now before you forget. But we got other things to cover, man. We, we got a lot of football. I got a lot of questions. You know, we got foul or no foul. We got all these things I want to get to. Um, the, the last couple of episodes, I've been doing this thing because I feel like you know, with the with 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 everybody talking and writing about fantasy football, um, it gets so deep, right? And there's so much about it, and we we just it feels like everybody, you know, goes so far. It's almost sometimes like I feel like we overthink things. Um, and so one of the things that people talk about a lot with fantasy now is ADP. Um, and it seems like when you talk about a player, we always talk about the ADP with it, like this is where he's going. This is not worth it. This is worth it. But I recently, I just wanted to kind of talk to guys and feel, you know, feel them out on how they feel about certain guys when not considering ADP. When we throw it out the window, you know, we don't, we don't care about the ADP. We don't care about the the league score and all that kind of stuff. I just want to know how you feel about certain players. You think we could do that, man? Sounds great. I think that's excellent because okay. I do think we can get caught up too much. Yeah, TV. we definitely do. So let's let's go. I got like five guys. I'm just gonna throw guys by you, just totally random guys. I just I want to hear what you think about them. And I want to start with the chief. I want to start with a chief wide receiver, and it's Conley. Okay, because everybody talks about Tyreek Hill. Everybody's talking about you know the running backs and Kareem Hunt and all these guys, but I feel like nobody's talking about Conley. And it could be for good reason. It may just be he's not relevant at this point. But you know, you're a Chiefs fan. I'm sure you you pay a little more attention to it than the, than the average you know football fa- fan. So I'm just curious. You know, what do you realistically realistically expect from Conley this year? It's tough because I like I I'm one of those guys that love Tyreek Hill. I've been on the Tyreek Hill bandwagon all off season and dating back to last year. Um, but the problem I have is the Chiefs and with ha- having Alex Smith as their quarterback. I think next year Chris Conley could be a, a monster. With, with Patrick Mahomes. The, the problem is, is that the Chiefs are so low volume. Alex Smith tends to lock on to uh, a few guys. Though I will say Chris Conley has been getting rave, rave reviews throughout training camp. He did, if, if anybody did, was able to watch in preseason, he actually had an 83-yard touchdown that was called back on an offensive, offensive, or offensive penalty against himself. It was, a, it, it was more of a ticky-tack call, in my opinion. It wasn't uh, egregious by any means. But they certainly are trying to get the ball deep. Um, the, 
the reviews that from him so far have been that he has looked great. The one thing he needed to work on was ball tracking ability, and he's done well at that so far this year. He's still young. He's a physical freak of an athlete, and if he was on plenty of other teams, he would he could very well be a name that we all talk about on a weekly basis. But as of right now, playing for Kansas City, I don't think that you can reasonably expect big things from him. But if something were to happen to a Tyreek Hill or even a Travis Kelsey at this point who's dealing with a knee um, swelling who they say is going to be fine, but I think you always have to be concerned with that. But um, I, I do think Chris Conley, at least in redraft, is somebody that you probably aren't going to look to draft, but certainly somebody you'd keep an eye on. Let me ask you this. D- does he have um, any value to you in like a best ball or a DFS format? Not really, just because, like I said, because of the offense that they play in. Like you're just never going to see him get command a high enough target share where I think you're going to be, you're going to feel great about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with having Jeremy Macklin gone, I think that that does free up a little bit more targets for him. Um, Demarcus Robinson and and Albert Wilson are still there, but I think they are just guys. I do think Chris Conley could see a little bit spike in production, a little bit more than what he had last year. But I just don't think he's somebody that you can realistically. Um, love, but I do feel like in dynasty formats, he's somebody that I would be looking to acquire. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on all that. I'm not even going to make any other take on it. I agree with you, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the right way to go about it. Um, the next guy is Devontae Adams. So, I mean, this is a guy that I, I, I tend to be lower on than most. Um, it, uh, people may not like it, but I, I'd actually rather have Cobb than him. I'm not going to, obviously, we're not considering ADP here. We're just talking in general. I'd rather have Cobb just because of the way that offense flows. Um, I just think Cobb ends up being a guy that I like more. I'm just not crazy about Devontae Adams for some reason, but I'm curious what, you know, how you feel about him. I totally agree. Um, it's it's actually funny uh, because Devontae Adams, not last year, but the year before, after he had that like 20-plus target game, and I mean, I think he only had like two or three receptions. It was just an anemic how bad it was. Like we like I, I remember on the podcast, I like had a long like 10-minute rant just how terrible Devontae Adams was. And so heading into last year, I would like I would just laugh if somebody brought up his name like in the preseason. And then actually our co-host Ryan, um, he actually touted him as a guy to, to to love, and I just laughed at him. Well, the joke was on me because he certainly bounced back. Yeah. Um, but heading into this year, I still don't love the guy. I think he's very. He's never going to be a guy. I feel like he, his numbers were buoyed by the touchdowns that he that he received last year, and I don't think that's sustainable. I think you know touchdowns is the one the one thing that you can never count on from a player ever, and so I, I don't love him. And you know I do think Randall Cobb is being severely undervalued right now. He's only had one really down year. I think Randall Cobb is probably the guy that I would much rather have. Man, we're agreeing on both of these so far, man. Man. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. The next guy, the next guy I've been hearing some talk about is Duke Johnson. Do you think, man, this is the year that he finally lives up to the hype? I don't know with Isaiah Crowell there. I think Isaiah Crowell is probably the the, the better option. I know, I know he's going to get targets out of the backfield as a wide receiver, and they've actually been lining him up as a wide receiver. So that's interesting. Um, but I just don't know. It really depends on on where you would want to take them. And I know we're not talking about ADP, but I would prefer to have, I would prefer to have Isaiah Crowell. I think Duke Johnson's interesting, but I, I don't know if I'd pay, I'd pay what people are, are wanting to get for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do believe the wide receiver thing is legit. Like as far as the snaps that he's getting out there. And I, I do think it's going to matter. I do think it's going to be impactful. Um, even in preseason, just, I know it's game one and it's preseason, but 
he he even showed some stuff there, man, where he got a foul, you know, a penalty called against him. You know, I guess maybe he got someone caught someone off guard out there. But, you know, I, I think that's legit, and I hope they give him more. Um, I, all I keep thinking about with Brown, Brown's players is that the better the team gets, the better these players are going to get, hopefully. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like someone like Duke Johnson who, you know, people expected, it seemed like, um, a decent amount of when he came out and he didn't really pr- produce that way. I feel like as that team continues to get better, you know, maybe guys that we think aren't as good as they are will we'll start to shine a little more, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. And I th- actually think the Browns are actually going to be a team that can surprise some people this year. The Browns are head- The Browns have always been the laughing stock of the NFL, at least the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, if not longer. But the Browns are heading in the right direction. As scary as this is, with Big Ben really starting to fall apart, and this really could be his last year, the Bengals, you never know what's going to happen with them year to year. Um, and then with the Ravens, they're just – they can't seem to get it together. The Browns very well could be the best team in the AFC North and within a year or two. They are Man. really heading in that direction. I know people will laugh at that, like especially people that don't pay maybe that much attention to to the Browns. But the Browns are heading in the right direction. And what they're they are killing it right now with with everything they've been able to do. Just think about the things we're saying right now, man. Uh, uh, two years ago, we would have been laughed at for it, man. That's how quick the things in the NFL changes. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I love what they're doing. I mean, their their offense is getting better. I think Deshaun Kaiser could end up being a steal for them. Their defense and what they were able to do in the draft is just disgusting. Yeah. So we'll see how they go, man, but we're we're feeling good about them. The next guy, man, Deion Lewis. This is like the Pats running back, the Patriots running back that we basically don't talk about anymore. It seems like um, you know, at this point, I don't know if this guy is going to be a, a sneaky guy to have if he's just you know another injury waiting to happen. Um, I just find it hard to believe that you know James White, Gillisey, Rex, and and Lewis can all have a place on this team. But h- how do you feel about Deion Lewis? I don't. I I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that you can. I, he's not somebody that I would even probably even think about drafting because. Uh, Mike Gillisley seems to be the guy there. Um, ben Cummins, who you've actually had on the show, and he's on the TFA pod, um, absolutely is team Mike Gillisley. And at first, I was a little hesitant with it because you have to be because the Bill Belichick offense, um, you never know what what running back's going to be the guy that week. So, but for Deion Lewis, I just don't know. I don't think I think he's sort of squeezed out because with Mike Gillisley, and then I do think James White is going to continue to be that that you know change of pace back that they they utilize in the passing situations and then the, with Rex Burkhead that they absolutely love as well I just don't know where Deion Lewis fits in so I don't think you can realistically take him he's the last guy of the group that I would probably want any anywhere close to any fantasy team that I had and like I said I think Gillisley is probably the guy and again speaking you know in in terms of how quick things change you know a year ago two years ago i mean this guy was starting to soar you know what i mean and now we're just like uh oh, deon lewis who it's so it's so crazy man it's so crazy well we'll see how he does man we'll we'll see how these patriot running backs shake out if they'll be as confusing as always or if you know somebody actually surprises us we'll see the um last guy i want to talk about when adp is not concerned is carson wentz how do you feel about carson wentz man I like what they did with surrounding him with. Uh, I think they upgraded the the wide receiver position with Alshon Jeffrey, barring he can stay healthy. Um, it was somewhat surprising that they moved Jordan Matthews, but I mean, I think they're with. I mean, as crazy as to say, Nelson Aguilar has just been getting rave reviews. I still don't know what to think about that, <laughs> but they do still have um, and Zach Ertz there as well. So 
I have some intrigue with Carson Wentz. Um, I, I think that he is a player that I think he's probably going to end up being the best quarterback in that line, in that draft class last year. Um, and I think that they're trying to surround him with the right talent. I don't know what to think about LeGarrette Blunt, but I think Carson Wentz can take a relative step forward. He sort of was a guy that started off hot last year at the beginning of the year and sort of was like taking the league by storm a little bit and then sort of just sort of fell on his face. So I think they Lane Johnson, their their, their offensive tackle that got hurt last year. Once he once he was or I think or actually no, I think he was suspended. I apologize. But well, while he was out, that he was terrible. Like yeah. he needs, he absolutely needs needs him. But I like what the moves that they've made so far, and I think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, definitely they improved their weapons. It seems like you have to assume he improved his game over the off season, but definitely um, something about him. Just watching him last year seemed like he gets it. Like he just gets it. I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than that. But he seems to just have a good handle on the position. And of course, he has his his flaws or his weaknesses. But um, you know, it seems like a lot of people don't really talk about him when it comes to quarterbacks he's kind of like just a guy that's just there but uh i think he can surprise some people man uh we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out so that's all for the for the um the guys that i wanted to talk about today without without considering adp um it's always interesting to hear what people say when we don't talk about you know adp i think it's interesting man um but what i want to do now is i want to jump over to the the questions from the cloud dodgers family out there man because we got a lot of them um, and of course, I always try to grab the uh, as many as I can and my favorites. I mean, we'll, we have some different ones here. They're not all um, fantasy or football related. So we'll, we'll jump all around. Uh, you ready to get to these, man? I'm ready. Let's do all it. All right, let's do this then. So the first one I got is from uh, RJ. He's from Iowa. He's uh, at Wilson27 on Twitter. And he said, if you had the first pick, would you be taking David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, or one of the top wide receivers? If I had the first pick, it's David Johnson. Um, it's really close because I think this year, I think it, it's it's as close as you can get to a lock barring injury between those two, whether it's standard or PPR format. I don't think it really matters. David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, I mean, they're basically you know elite running backs that are also wide receiver twos. I mean, the target shares that they're getting, David Johnson nearly put up 1,000 receiving yards last year. Uh, the dude, they're both beasts. And I... I but I would take I would lean slightly to David Johnson, mainly because Le'Veon Bell has had this propensity of getting hurt. And I think that I mean that's it's the slightest hair between the two of them. I think either way you go, I, I would be happy with getting you have that first second pick, it's wheels up for both of those guys. And then I think, you know, past that, then the next guy you're gonna be considering is Antonio Brown. But right. for number one, it would be David Johnson. And not to mention the holdout situation with Bell obviously concerns you. Um, but for me, it's no secret. I always say DJ as well. Um, and I don't even really consider anybody else, man. I just take DJ. <laughs> yeah, D- DJ and log out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how it goes for me. Um, the next one is from at Brooksy. He says, what is the punishment for the last place in your main league or your favorite league? Um, what is the punishment for the team that ends up in last place? And have you ever been in that situation? I have never finished last place, and that's not like a humble brag. I've I've made the playoffs every <laughs> single year in uh, in any of my leagues. So, um, we uh, we're lame though, I guess, because we don't really have any. Like, we we need to come up with something. I need to come up with something because like some of these are so epic. Like I saw one the other day. I think it was yesterday actually that like the last place team has to create like a music video of like the people's choice. So they've done like <laughs> Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus and like all these. Like some of those are just, are the tattoo ones I've heard of, but. 
yeah, like no, I don't. I, I wish I could had a, like a really good one, but I don't. Yeah, if we uh, don't do anything, I don't actually. I don't have anything either, man. I don't know if you know if what 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 it is. I mean, the 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 only things I've ever had, I think, in any league was uh, one that we did a lot. We do li- we would do live drafts each year, and the loser would pay for like the breakfast next year's at the draft or whatever, like you know donuts or whatever the case may be. But um, that's really the only thing, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just you know um, we're, we're out of the times, man. We're not hip enough. I don't know what it is. I know. I mean, I, I got to spice things up, now. Kevin. We got to spice something up, man. I know. You need to get mine. <laughs> the next one. And, and by the way, if anybody listening has like some crazy stuff that their leagues do, please send them to us. Just tweet them at us or, or email us or whatever. I want to hear some of the crazy things that people are doing out there. But um, the next one is from at JJK. And he says, which of these running backs have the highest odds of being a bust? And the three running backs he gives us are Marshawn Lynch, Ty Montgomery, and Gillisey. That's a really good question because I think they all have the varying degree of being a bust. Um, I would have to say, honestly, I love Ty Montgomery this year. Absolutely love. And I'm starting to come around to to Mike Gillisley. Ben, just, I think he just keeps serenading me. Don't you dare him, tell man. me, Lynch. Don't you dare do it. It's, it's, it's going to be <laughs> – no, so here's what I got to say. It's, it's going to be Marshawn Lynch. And but with, with a caveat there that but so Marshawn Lynch for one, and I, and I know earlier we were talking about ADP, but he's going way too high. Last time I looked, he was going inside the top 10 for running backs, and that's just way too high for a guy who sat out a year. Um, people don't don't take that into consideration when talking about him. And I know that we saw that gif on, on Twitter, a little video where he wasn't running in pads and it was in spring practice and, and saw this run that he had. People like got all excited with him again. I love beast mode. He is one of the most entertaining players I've ever seen with what he does. And I think he's absolutely hilarious, but you, there's no way I'm touching him with where he's going just because I, I think there's too much risk of bust. Sure, that I mean, don't get me wrong. The Raiders have one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the league, so I get why you'd want to be excited. I mean, hell, Latavius Murray rushed for double-digit touchdowns behind that offensive line. But the running back that I'm really the most excited about is DeAndre Washington for you guys. And I, th- I, I love DeAndre Washington. I will be taking him late in probably all my drafts this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you in that sense where, you know, De- DeAndre Washington is exciting. Um, Jalen Richard is, you know, what he is. I mean, I think he's going to be a good receiving back. I think he's going to surprise you sometimes. But, um, you know, everyone seems to be mostly excited about DeAndre Washington. And, of course, the Marshawn Lynch thing, man, I'm going to say, obviously, I'm not going to give him the highest chance of busting here. I just can't do that, man. But um, I, I, I think the thing that you mentioned is what always gets me is the Latavius Murray thing because – you know, as a Raider fan, you heard a lot, you know, they either fans complaining or the team doesn't like him or whatever the case may be. Um, but nobody ever believed that Latavius Murray was that great, right? Um, he's a good dude or whatever, but nobody ever thought like he was just amazing running back. And he put up great numbers last year. So it's like, it's so hard for me to believe like Marshawn Lynch can't do that or better. You know what I mean? And I understand all the concerns. He didn't play, you know, his last season, he wasn't that, you know, efficient or whatever the case may be. But it's just so hard to like see Murray do that and then believe like Marshawn Lynch can't do that it's just like something that bothers me I'm like I just can't believe it it's just like it's hard to get over it do you understand what I'm saying no I totally get it and like I said I mean I love Marshawn Lynch but it's just I don't know like where he's going in drafts right now it just makes it a little bit harder for me to stomach taking him and what I do think it's a factor of the unknown now um is he gonna break down as the year goes by I think being out of the league for a year really does matter Mm -hmm. um not taking those hits and everything else I think matters um, so it's going to be interesting, but I the the second guy, if if, I, if it wasn't Marshawn Lynch, I think it would have to be Mike Gillisley. Yeah, that 
just because you never know what to expect on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, the Patriot running back situation has more to do with anything than him. Um, and, and the thing with Ty that I like is that I feel like there's always a place for him, whether it's running back, whether it's wide receiver, while it's you know wh- wherever it's at, I feel like he's going to get burned, and that of course that offense is pretty damn explosive. So um, I just like him. You know, overall, I think he's a safer play. Um, so that's it, JJK. We answered your damn question, man. The next one is uh, at Neil Nagel. This is a non-sports question, man. It's a he he gives some weird ones, so we got a couple from him. Um, if animals can talk, which one would you like to sit down with and have a chat, Kevin? That is the weirdest question I think I've ever been asked. Um, <laughs> I think it has to be a tiger, but you know, I mean, just because it's a badass. Oh hell yeah! Like tigers have always, I don't know, always been my favorite animal. So, um, but yeah, it would have to be a tiger. This is a hard one to answer, man. It's just it's pretty out there, but I had to use it. I say chimpanzee, man, because I like the idea that you know they say we have ninety eight percent of the same DNA as chimpanzees. So I'm like. If we could talk to them, like, how close are we really? Do you know what I mean? Like, how close are we really? How much does that 98% matter? Like, how close are we? So I think being able to chat with one, man, would be would be kind of cool, man. And Is it like talking to another human? Who knows? I don't know, man. I think it's interesting. But this question was crazy, so we had to throw it in there. The next one, this guy has an interesting handle. His name is at FuckIsis. Um, his question was, with Watkins gone in Buffalo... And reports saying that McCoy will get a DJ like D, uh, you know David Johnson like workload. Um, should his ADP rise, McCoy's, or should he stay the same? When you're obviously considering age and injury history, things like that. I think it should rise a little bit. Um, Lashawn McCoy was already going relatively high, so I don't know how much higher you could probably bump him. Though I will say, without having Sammy Watkins there, I think there is room to be concerned because now, I mean, they basically have like 72 slot wide receivers. I mean, <laughs> with Zay Jones and Jordan Matthews and Quan Bolden, who primarily played out of the slot last year, I they have they really are lacking a deep threat. Now that's what Zay Jones is supposed to be, but that's never what it, that's not really what his best he's best suited for. Right. I mean, he's a very athletic guy. He could become a deep threat. But as of right now, they don't have that. And so I think teams are going to be able to just stack the box against them, and and that, that really could hurt LaShawn McCoy. Now, they do have one of the league's best run-up blocking offensive lines. So with that being said, yeah, I do think he rises a little bit. I think it hurts Tyrod Taylor tremendously. And then I do – but then here's another guy that I really do like, and that's Jonathan Williams, which is the backup to Shady. Mm-hmm. I'm not generally high on on – on on handcuffing but if you don't take LaShawn McCoy um I'm certainly I am all aboard the Jonathan Williams bandwagon you can get in like the 11th or 12th round Jonathan Williams is a stud and as a guy behind that offensive line could be that lottery ticket that wins you the league if something happens to LaShawn McCoy yeah I definitely agree with you on that and it's you know kind of um something we had to mention is the fact that with Watkins gone, I mean, how, how much, how different is that? I mean, he didn't play a whole lot as it was, you know what I mean? And so McCoy still did well, even without him there. So I don't know how much of a difference it makes with him leaving, but I'm always a fan of McCoy. And I, I know like the last year or two people have been kind of fading him because of the injuries and things like that, but he's been pretty, pretty consistent, man. He's been pretty damn good when he does play. <laughs> no, for sure. And I think once we get, once guys get to this age where they're 29 years old, coming yeah. up on 30, I think we just automatically sort of just like already lower them down in our yeah. mindset because 
just too old. Mm -hmm. And I think that's somewhat silly because he hasn't really shown any sign of slowing down. Although he has uh, come very close. And it seems like every time he does get hurt, it looks like he's out for the year because I don't know if he's just that. I don't know if he's trying to be LeBron with some of his acting abilities because sometimes <laughs> when he gets hurt, he rolls around. You're like, oh, man, he's done for the year. And then he hops back up and he's back in the next play. But. Well, safe to say we're not we're not mad at, at McCoy. We kind of like the guy. We kind of like him. Um, the next one is from at Shelly. And she's asking, uh, as far as drafts are concerned, she's saying in, in a standard scoring league um, where you know everything is standard except QBs get six points uh, per touchdown rather than four, um, how much higher do you take quarterbacks knowing this or does nothing change for you? Absolutely nothing changes. It doesn't matter. That, that, that doesn't change anything because yeah, everybody's still getting the same value. And if you wake it, really what people should need to be looking at when it comes to fantasy football isn't what people do on the, over the season long. It's what they do week to week. And generally speaking, you're not talking about a drastic difference in, in terms of even Aaron Rodgers to the 10th best quarterback. It doesn't matter for the four or the six. Right. It's, it's really, it, it doesn't change that much. And so the quarterback position is so deep. That I would, I would not ever th- consider unless somebody just fell beyond the point of what I thought they would. So, like a good example would be like Andrew Luck. With Andrew Luck and his injury that he's that he's coming off of, he's, we still don't know if he's going to be ready to play Week One. It doesn't sound like he's going to play Week One. If he falls like to like a seventh or eighth round pick, because I generally don't take quarterbacks until probably the tenth left. I mean, I've taken quarterbacks with my last pick in a draft. Wow. Um, it just really depends on who's there. I don't. I but I. I I don't value the quarterback position. You can only start one. And so there's no reason to take an Aaron Rodgers or anybody like that. Now, like I said, if somebody falls beyond the point of where you thought they would be, um, then by all means do it. But no, it doesn't, whether it's four or six points, it doesn't really change the meter. Yeah, I agree. No, nothing changes quarterbacks for me and you know, and my perspective on them really. Of course, obviously, if we're talking to TQB or super flex, that changes things, you know, pretty pretty dramatically. But as far as, you know, just a standard league or any league where just one quarterback starts, nothing really is gonna cause me to, to panic or really change my plans um, just because of something like that. So I agree with you on that. Um, the next one is from at BD Duff. Or BD Duff. Yeah, BD Duff. Um, what is your best advice that you would have for someone who is new to um, Fab Leagues, where obviously whether you're having a budget for the waiver wire? Um, what, what's your best advice for someone that's just starting one of those? To not get overexcited early and spend it all on somebody you think that's going to be that guy, that that's the league winner. Um, and you sort of have to ration it out throughout the year. Um, I would try to play really in, what I would do is – and what I do in them is I I would rather be uh, I I try to I try to get out my crystal ball and sort of look into the future of guys that I think that are sort of that haven't really broke out into that 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 uh, must have yet, but guys that are in situations that very well could be those guys. Um, so I always try to be a little bit too early on a guy than I, then too late because then, um, so for example, like Ty Montgomery last, which we talked about, like once everything happened and he, we knew that he was going to actually be the starting running back. Like he was, you know, one of those top waiver guys or Jordan Howard last year, another guy yep. um, that was like that. Well, by the time you had to pay for him, you're paying top dollar for him in a fab budget. You may have had to have spent 50, 60% of your fab just to be able to get the guy. Now, did he pay off? Sure. But then there's other times where those guys we think are going to be those guys turn out not to be the guy. Um, so I think it's generally smart to try to, if you can, try to try to look ahead. And I think you, there's indicators that you can start seeing whether guys, you know, snap share starts to go up or, or things like that, that that really could play an indicator of maybe th- this should be a guy that you should be looking to add 
post post fab where you can just add them for free. Right. So 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 sort of kind of along the lines where I feel like number one, don't be like shy. Don't worry about judgment as far as taking someone before they pop. Um, don't worry about what people think about it, you know, because sometimes you get people get in that mood where they're like, I don't want to take this guy too early and people are going to like, you know, kind of judge me for it. So, you know, just don't be, don't worry about that kind of stuff. And like you said, try to avoid those bidding wars at all costs because those kind of drag you out. You know, you start ego start getting involved and you start really, you know, trying to get the guy just off of the strength that everybody else is trying to get him. And it just doesn't usually work out. I also don't like the person who ends the season with like $50 still in their bank. And it's like, what did you do the whole year with it? You know what I mean? Like you kind of like saved it for nothing. Um, so I'm also not a fan of that. <laughs> or it's like you oh, say, sure. like, you, yeah, you, like, you, like you were saving it for nothing. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Yeah. I, I think you have to be, I mean, I just, I would just be smart with it. I, I wouldn't try to spend more than probably 20 or 30%. Now th- there's certain cases where maybe you absolutely don't have a choice. You know, there's certain situations, for example, like I mentioned with Jonathan Williams, for example, like if he was, let's say Shady's just a beast for the first six weeks of the season and you, you somebody's probably going to end up dropping a Jonathan Williams and he's just chilling there on your waiver wire and Shady goes down for a season-ending injury and then Jonathan Williams is all of a sudden running behind one of the league's best run-blocking offensive lines, then, then yeah, I, I would go ham just to be able to get that guy just because I feel like that they're in that situation where they could easily be a beast. Right. But there's a lot of situations where that's just not that clear cut. Right. And the better thing to do is when that person dropped them, just pick them up for the cheap before McCoy gets hurt. That's, that's, that's what Kevin's talking about here. (laughs) That's the way to go. All right. So the next one uh, is again from at Neil Nagel, the guy with the animal question. This time he comes with another with another weird one. He says, if you can go through anyone's phone in the whole world, anyone's cell phone for half an hour without interruption, whose phone and why? It's kind of stalkerish, man. That that it right? Right? <laughs> strange. A little strange. First the animal question, then this one. Neil, we have some sideways eyes at you, man. There's some, some weird stuff going on here. If I had a, if I had a guess here, man, if I just had to throw something out there. I think it'd be cool to have like Adam Schefter's phone or something, right? Like kind of get all that, that breaking news before it drops, kind of release it on your Twitter on the slide, man. And get everyone, you know, that thinking, you're, thinking you're the latest breaking news guy, you know, kind of bring some attention to yourself. Might not be, you might start your, you might start a gig right there, man. Just half an hour with Adam Schefter's phone can be dangerous. Could you imagine all the information that you could get? <laughs> and I would just be pumping it out. That's on what my I mean. That's what I'm saying. Just half an hour is all I need. It, yeah, that is that. That's an excellent. One. I don't think I could top that. That's exactly what I'd want to do. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot better than like my ex girlfriend's phone or something. You know, that might be what Neil's. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's you. Yeah. You, don't, you don't you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> nah, don't be that guy. So Adam Schefter is the guy we're choosing. Both of us. All right, that that works for me. Um, the last uh, listener question that I have here is from at Tim Too Fresh, and he just wants to know who you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year, man. And don't be biased, Kevin. So no, so no, so you don't want me to say the Chiefs? I can't say the Kansas nah, City Chiefs. you can say the Chiefs, man. You can say the Chiefs. I I don't know at this point how you can't say the New England Patriots. So it's so like it's sickening, really. Like as a fan of not the Patriots because like they're just amazing every year. But they just went out and just destroyed this offseason with what the things they were able to. They got Coney Ely, who was, if people remember, against the Broncos, was a beast in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. for like a fourth-round pick. Brandon Cooks. I mean, they just went out and reloaded again. 
And I so I just don't know how you can't you don't say the New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. I know people are throwing out nineteen and zero and all that craziness, and maybe this will be the year the Giants go back to the Super Bowl and Eli Manning knocks off Tom Brady again because that seems to be the kryptonite to Tom Brady. But at this point, I don't know how you. I mean, I know that's not fun to make that to, to say the Patriots, but I think right now I, I don't know how you can't say them. Yeah, they're, they're they're kind of the team that is that guy. You know, you're playing mad and you're just making all the stupid trades. Like that's what they feel like, man. And and like you said, it makes you. It kind of. I don't want to say it makes you sad, but it's like, come on, man. Like you just want to think the other teams have hope, and sometimes they make you feel like they don't. But um, you never know, man. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of football, right? Every team has a chance any given day. So we'll see, man. Maybe it will be your Chiefs. Maybe it will be my Raiders. You know, I know you don't want to hear that. But. It won't be the Raiders. The Chargers have a better shot. <laughs> oh, come on. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. Turn the, turn the brightness up on this Himalayan salt lamp so I don't get crazy. The uh, <laughs> That's it for the uh, the listener questions. The last thing I want to do, man, before you go, before I let you go, is foul or no foul. We have to do it. Every guest has to do foul or no foul. So are you ready for foul or no foul? Let's get it. All right, let's do this, man. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. To anybody who is new, to any anybody who's listening just because, like, hey, man, Kevin's on this podcast. I got to listen to this podcast. Like, Kevin's here. Like, I don't know who this Neil guy is, but Kevin is amazing. And you don't know what foul or no foul is. You're going to get familiar with it right now. I'm going to throw statements out. Me and Kevin are going to answer them. And basically, if 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 you listen in or Kevin, whoever whoever's listening to me now, agrees with the statement. If you agree with the statement being read, there is no foul. There's no foul on the play. There's no flag being thrown. Everything is kosher. If you don't agree with the statement, if you think it's blasphemous, it's ridiculous, then you throw the foul. You throw the flag. You blow the whistle. It's over. It's a penalty. So are you ready to go foul or no foul? You get the rules, Kevin. Everything good? Sounds good. All right, let's go. So the first one I have for you, Patrick Mahomes will finish the season as a chief starting quarterback. Foul or no foul? No foul. You believe it? Oh wait, wait. He's going to start the season. Okay, no. See, I'm already ruining this game. No, it, it, that'd be a foul. I, I. It would take the Chiefs to collapse this year for him to be able to start. Now, th- there's certainly a scenario um, where I could see it happening, um, especially uh, now if 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 Alex Smith struggles early, uh, the. the, the Andy Reid certainly will have no problem pulling the plug on Alex Smith. This is Alex Smith's last year in Kansas City. But yeah, I, I yeah, I think that would be a foul. I, I don't I don't see that happening. So let me ask you this. Do you think if they did put Patrick Mahomes in that they're taking a step back? No, I don't. I, I think Patrick Mahomes actually he he has so many different or so many more positive attributes to his game that Alex Smith just can't match. His arm strength, his ability to read defenses. Um, his ability or his athleticism, I think is just as good as Alex Smith, if not better. I I just think he opens up the offense far more than what Alex Smith does. Now the question is, 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 is he going to be able to be able to, you know, to be able to take that step in terms of like going from a college to a pro offense, but all reports out of camp have been amazing about out there about Patrick Mahomes, how far he's already come that the coaching staff did not see him being, um, as far as long as he is. And we actually, without getting too far off, we actually just did a, um, one of our mini pods that we're doing with the DFS uh, with, with a Chiefs, uh, uh, Chiefs writer that covers the team and actually talked about that and said that he actually thought it was 10 to 15% that Patrick Mahomes actually started the year for Kansas City. Wow. It actually took, took him over before week one. 
So with all the positives that you said that he has over Alex Smith, with the 10 for, 10 to 15% chance that he starts the year from this writer, man, I think I have to say no foul, man. I think he will. I think he will, man. I think he will take over the job. And I, don't, I don't think he's going to open the season as a job. I just feel like, man, I just feel like he's too good in comparison, especially to Alex Smith, to like deny it for so long. Do you know what I mean? No, for sure. And I mean, I... And, you know, I feel like I have to say this as well because you've had Elliot on here on his pod <laughs> and he's a huge Deshaun Watson guy. Yep. And like so like but like Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in this class. I know he's a huge Deshaun Watson guy, but um, Deshaun, or Elliot's just crazy. I, I don't know where he's, where he's getting this from. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because like Deshaun Watson, it to me is Alex Smith. And I think uh, that's the funny thing. And wow. like we're all saying how Alex or, or excuse me, Pat Mahomes is a much better quarterback than Alex Smith. So he can have Alex Smith and I, and, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll take the goat. Listen, man, I had to defend Sean Watson though. I can't just let you call him Alex Smith. I can't <laughs> let you do it, man. I can't let you do it. I think, I think they'll both start this year. How about that? I think both of those guys are going to start this year, but man, I'm a Raider fan. So I can't say Mahomes going to win more games if they both start. I think Watson will win more games. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's some, some beef going here. I don't know, but I think they'll both start, but I think Watson will actually win more games. Getting crazy here. Getting crazy. The next no one. Chance. The next <laughs> Elliot would agree with me. <laughs> Elliot would agree, damn it. If he was here right now, he would agree. Oh, he would. He would he would totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> the next one I have is from the Omega Ginger. And he straight up says Melvin Gordon is overrated. And I'm assuming he's talking in terms of ADP, but Mel- Melvin Gordon is overrated, foul or no foul. That's a tough one because he was, I mean, the number, if you just look at his numbers, they were great last year prior to him getting hurt. But if you dig a little deeper, he was not an efficient running back whatsoever. He was just the only guy in the offense to get any work. And so, like, he he wasn't great. And that's two years in a row. He really hasn't been great, right? And so now we're drafting him at, at the very top of his ceiling he is a guy that people should be concerned with as being a bust. Now I will still say there's still nobody there that's going to take work away from him. And so I think that's the one thing that's still going in his favor and he still plays on an explosive offense and he's going to be involved in the passing game. But if there's any regression for him, it it could be lead to a, like more of a Todd Gurley type of season where he sort of regresses past what we thought he would be. But I, is he being overvalued? I don't know because, like I said, he plays for an explosive offense and he's going to get fed the rock. So, so would you say foul like right off. now to that then, or because it's kind of in a gray area there? Do you feel like foul, but with a caveat? You know, as far as little variables. Yeah, I mean, now if we're just talking about pure talent, I I, I would say no foul, but um, it, but on his situation and and fa- and you know, and opportunity is king in fantasy football, right. so. Yeah, so then, yeah, I would probably say no foul, but, I mean. We'll see, man. We'll see. I don't, I'm, like, I, I think I agree with you on the fact that he may not be as talented as it looks um, because, like you said, efficiency and certain things do tell us that. But, like you said, the opportunity alone in that offense is kind of hard to deny. So um, I, I, I agree with you on, on both those aspects. Um, all right, so the next one. Uh, 3D movies are worth the money foul or no foul that's a foul i so agree with you man i hate 3d movies i really do hate them do you think they're a waste of time man 
I do. I think there's sort of a waste of time. I got no time for that. I'll just take a tip, a regular, you know, blue, <laughs> Blu-ray or or a 4K, or whatever. I don't need the 3D stuff. This may sound ridiculous, but like I've been in 3D movies because you know the kids want to see it or whatever. And I like take the glasses off and like even though it looks different and horrible, it's like, man, I just don't like 3D movies, man. They just don't do anything for me. I think they're for the kids, man. But grown adults seem to like them. But I'm glad that you disagree. We can see we can agree on some things, man. We don't have to like the same team That's to agree on true. stuff, man. The next one. Aliens are real. Foul or no foul? I think it's no foul. I mean, I don't think there's any way we could believe that we're the only ones that are out there. Now, maybe not in this universe, but certainly somewhere out there, I think there's other life form. Again, we agree, man. I can't disagree with you on that. Listen, I, I will say this. Have you seen the show Ancient Aliens? Yes. Okay, so like they, they, that show's been going on for quite some time now. So I think... Like, the newer episodes have probably gotten a little crazy. You know, they probably come out with some crazy things. But when they first came out with that show, like, the first season, maybe the set two seasons, first two seasons, that show can really mess you up, man. Like, you, you'll you be if anyone watches that and they're not a believer, I don't know how to. Like, the first season, I'm like, man, this is too real. <laughs> like, they really, they, they, they gassed me up, man. But like you said, there is, is you know, it's, it's arrogant <clears throat> or, you know, ignorant probably to think otherwise, but... Man, that show was a good show. Did you did you like that show? Yeah, I wasn't like a, a huge fan of it, but yeah, I know that we were talking about. Yeah, it was a decent show. Decent show, man. Decent show. The last one I want to throw at you: Ezekiel Elliott's suspension will be reduced. Foul or no foul? I think it's no foul. Um, I think it's going to get reduced by how much I don't know, and it wouldn't shock me if they didn't. It sounds it sounds like there's ports out there that. Uh, that the owners, a lot of the owners actually were fine with the, the suspension, but, um, but I think it will get reduced, but I, I am happy that it looks like the NFL is finally getting it, even though I know people will, especially Cowboy fans are going to come in my mentions and just annihilate me for this. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> I, we saw how bad the NFL fumbled the, you know, the Ray Rice situation and the, uh, the Greg Hardy situation, and all these other situations where we've seen them just sort of like, you know, not really, you know, do it the right way. I feel like this time they finally did. They clearly must have had enough information to feel like that they could suspend him for the six games, but I do think it'll probably get reduced. I think more of four games is probably makes more sense, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And right. But I will say if it stays at six games that uh, I probably won't be drafting. Yeah, I, I probably won't either. Cause I don't think he'll ever fall far enough for me to feel okay with him. Cause I think I seen somewhere that it would be like week eight that he comes back. Right. I'm assuming like a bye week seven and then week eight when they'll play again. But the thing is like, I feel like with these, um, with these suspensions, I feel like it's kind of when, you know, you're selling something and you, you, you make the price higher out the gate. Cause you know, you're going to get reduced by someone. They're going to try to drop the rate on you and you, you know, you'll take the lower rate. You just kind of raised it to start with just to make it a better off for you. I feel like that's kind of what this is right now. Like the NFL is like, we'll take four games, but we'll start at six because, you know, we're going to get, you know, they're going to they're gonna try to reduce this. We're going to have to reduce it. So we'll end up where we want it to be in the first place. That's, that's what I feel like is happening here. So um, I do think that he'll get, you know, knocked down to four games as well, man, just like you. So, damn, man, we agreed a lot on the foul or no fouls. That's it's a shame. It's a shame, man. <laughs> so, Kevin, my guy. We, we're out of time. We, we we have ran through everything. Literally, we talked about, you know, you, Fantasy Authority, all the great people that you got working with you. We answered listener questions. We talked ADP, no ADP, players with no ADP considered. We did foul or no foul. We literally knocked out everything. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I appreciate, you know, you taking your time out to come on here with us. 
again, can you just let people know where to find you, um, the site, the podcast, all that good stuff, how they can support you and whatnot? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at FantasyWrath13. You can go to the or the site email or email. The site, the site Twitter handle is FF underscore authority. The, the, the site is the fantasyauthority.com. And then, like I said, you know, we have three podcasts, the, the Fantasy Authority podcast, the Dynasty Live podcast, and we also have the DF, D, DFS DJ Nation podcast. It's a lot of podcasts, man. You got another one coming? I know. I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna have to keep it coming. We're just uh, maybe a two QB or something. Maybe some, there's got to be something else that you guys can do. Um, but seriously, it's it, you guys are a lot of fun. You guys are good people. You guys make good content. Um, I, I'm sure as you're familiar, man. I always like to, to have the guest send us off on on a message here of any sort. It could be anything you want. Leave the Cloud Dodgers with something, man. To head over to the clock, head over to your app store and give a rate and review to the Clock Dodgers podcast because this show is absolutely amazing. Um, that I have, I think, and I've seen the re- the reviews around. A lot of people talk about this show behind the scenes, and I think the stuff that you're doing here is, is tremendous. And just keep up the hard work, and I think you will just continue to grow. But th- this is the show that you you all need to go and re- rate and review. It, it, it has not enough reviews right now. Go to wherever you go to rate and review your shit or your stuff and, and review it because it needs to be. And your guys' intro is GOAT. Damn, man. I did not expect that. That is very humbling of you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. No one's ever turned it on me like that. So, you know, you kind of twisted it on me, man. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And, and the feeling is mutual. You know that, Kevin. You know the feeling is mutual. Um, you're, you're one of those guys that... I always I always hit you up when I have a question or looking for advice or looking for a, an opinion on something. We've had some good chat, so I appreciate it, man. And um, again, guys listening, go to all those places that he can be found at and his website can be found out and all the podcasts. He works with a great bunch of people. Thank you again, Kevin, man. It was a, it was a great chat. No, thank you. And thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. You have a good night. You too. And here we are. <laughs> man that was a good conversation I, I there, there was so much fun stuff on that conversation that you know i hope you guys um took to use in your drafts um in your leagues there, there was a lot of a lot of fun conversation and, and as always that's what we're here for to have fun right if you want to have fun this is not we're not here to take fancy football so serious that it's not fun to you you know we don't want you to be miserable and sad and mad at your friends and all kinds of garbage you know what i mean i don't want you all stressed out trying to break down um you know all, all the craziness that's out there that you can sit in front of your computer and make it a, a full-time job we're here to have fun that's what it's for you know what I mean? So I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Kevin as much as I did. Again, you guys know what it is. You know how we do. Please message Kevin. Please follow him on Twitter. Please send him a send him a tweet. Let him know how much you enjoyed him being on the show. You appreciated him coming on just like I did. It was fantastic. He gave, he told you where to find him. I always like to remind you guys in case you weren't paying too much attention, didn't have something ready in your hands, pull open your Twitter app. Go ahead and follow at Fantasy Wrath, W-R-A-T-H, for those who don't know how to spell, 13. Fantasy Wrath 13, that's Kevin Steele, the Fantasy Authority. Follow those guys. Show love to them. They got great podcasts, great articles, great everything. Great website. Fancy new website. Spanking new. Um, but go show those guys some love. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Another reminder, guys, please leave a review for the podcast. It's super helpful. 
Um, if you just go to the uh, the I, on iTunes, you type in Clock Dodgers, it'll pop right up, and you hit review. You can give however many stars you feel like it. <laughs> we appreciate five stars. Uh, I appreciate an honest review. Of course, that's the best. Um, we got a review that was actually two stars. We have all five star reviews. We got one two star review, which. Thank you. Thank you for the review. That's, that's what it's there for. I appreciate it. It was a little confusing. Uh, he said that we steered away from the conventional fantasy format in favor of a more fun one. Yes, 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 we do. You are correct. Um, as a fun player, it's a solid production. Not a bad show. Again, thank you. Two stars. I don't know. It doesn't really match up with with what they're saying, but uh, yeah, you nailed exactly what we are. So so thank you for that review as well. Um, thank you to everyone who's left reviews. I like to do random giveaways and stuff for um, reviews as well. So if you can, when you leave a review, either have a name that I know that I can make sense of who you are, or uh, maybe say something in the in the review so I know who you are. I mean, that'll help. Or I'll just when I give it away. Hopefully you're listening to the podcast, and I say when I say, "Hey, the award goes, uh, the contest prize goes to such and such and such and such." You can claim that at least. So so kind of try to remember your name or something because um, some of these names, I, I, of course, I don't know who they are personally. So um, if you could just let me know, that'd be great. But other than that, um, thank you guys for all the reviews. If you haven't subscribed, please do. It's the way to get the episodes the quickest, right? You get them as soon as they drop. You don't have to wait for a, a social media post, a the website to post it up. You don't have to wait for any of that. It literally comes straight to your phone right away. So that's the easiest way to get this. And during season, you're going to want that because we're going to have episodes where we're dropping, you know, for waivers or streaming or giving you good advice, great guests on that we always have. And you don't want to be the last person to that episode because you're not going to get your waiver move in right away. You're not going to get, you know, the, the right pickup on time or the guy that we're saying to play this week, last minute. You want to have that on because you'll get the alert um as soon as the episode drops so please subscribe to the podcast that's what that's kind of the the thing that makes it better for you um, and better for us of course visit clockdodgers.com if you haven't already and i'm you're you're really going to want to use it during the the season as well Um, because not only do we have articles about all kinds of stuff but we have a lot of guys who contribute heavily um in fantasy and fantasy football and so guys like um swagzilla uh, you know shane shane aka swagzilla um Jason, aka Two Drink, they they've been dropping a lot of great articles like the uh, running back camp battles, which you don't want to miss. Um, the census rankings are up there for everyone on Fantasy Life app who who participates in that. Go check it out. Why why would you vote and then not check it out? Um, and see what your fellow you know competitors and league mates and and fantasy people are doing. Right, it's a great uh, barometer. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's it's the right thing to use to see you know kind of give you a guideline of where people are kind of drafting, what the kind of the mindset is overall. Uh, in the fantasy community. So go check that those out. We have NASCAR articles by AC. We have um, golf DFS articles from Jason and his brother, Tim. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on there and there's not even, there's other stuff besides sports, but you can also find all the podcasts on there, YouTube videos, um, the merch that we sell for the wristbands, the shirts. Um, we'll have other things coming out on that as well. The contest that we have right now, the DeAndre Hopkins contest actually ends today as I'm speaking. Again, this is Monday for me. Um, but again, everything is there. Subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, check out clockdodgers.com. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. We're all, we're all going to have a great day today. So let's go on. Let's, let's, let's make things happen. Let's make somebody smile today. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. Visit clockdodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at clockdodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.